Hey, dude. Flicks Anonymous. I don't know. It's just awesome. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man, man. Human beings were not meant to sit in little cubicles staring at computer screens all day. Plan B is, is just to keep on giving her. Like, you, you work hard. That's what's happening. Is that a plan? Yeah, that's a plan right there. The guy opens his door and gets shot. You think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. I know what you're thinking. I kind of lost track myself. Being this is a 44 Magnum, 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, bunks? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Flicks Anonymous on the Cannabis Life Network, the League of Manchildren.com, and the Daily Hive. I am Steve Stebbing. That right there. That's Trevor Duick. Just playing with the toys. Playing with Steve. Toys. Yeah, I know it's cool. That's cool. Yeah, we're just doing a show. It's not no big deal. <laughs> You've been doing that yes. for like half an hour. I know. I'm sorry. I know. We have little Star Wars characters on there. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know if people have really like you know. Zoomed Our in set's been kind of weird. Yeah. It's, we have a, like it's a bon, like bonsai tree, and then we have a. You know, a bowl is of our, balls. Is our Vader head still there? We did have a Vader head. We did have a Darth Vader head. Now yeah. we just. Yeah, Come we got R2D too. Comes and goes, you know, like the force does. Come and goes, so yeah. does our episode. So, so does our show. Yeah. It came and now it goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean. Not really. Not really. Uh, th this is episode 45 of uh, the podcast, which became a video show when we moved here to uh, the Cannabis Life Network. And uh, now uh, I think it, this is the, the changing of a guard, uh, almost. It's the changing of an era. Yeah. Uh, we're going to move into something, uh, kind of like the Flix Anonymous uh, 3.0, uh, in which we're going to try to... <laughs> 3.0. We've already done one and two. This is the third this part. Is the third. This is version three. <laughs> part three. Version three. Steven This is Flix back. Anonymous, the search for Spock. The search for Spock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, no, I, I this search is, for format. We, yeah, uh, because I mean, usually our show is roughly you know we do about you know forty five to an hour or so, or even more sometimes. But now we're going to give you something different, something more to the point, shorter videos, shorter, uh, uh, more uh, segmented, segmented content, uh, easy to click reviews. If you want to see a review of said movie, it'll just be right there. Our stoner picks, our Netflix and VOD. Um, I have some fun stuff planned for uh, for our limited releases and everything. It's going to be a lot of uh, some different, but a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like what we do just doesn't work for a video format. So what yeah. we got to do is we're just gonna we're gonna cut them into little bits of goodness. Exactly, because we're used to we're podcasters. We're used slices to slices of pie exactly. with ice cream. Yes, yes, and we're we're gonna dish it all up to you a la mode because you know that's what we do. Yeah, and we won't be wearing clothes. We will be wearing clothes. No, Let me I that. thought clothes were optional. I thought we were gonna do like you know how they do the naked news. Yeah, we could do the naked movie reviews and super hairy news. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you like some of that? No, they but, don't. <laughs> so let's head into the final of this format episode of Flix Anonymous. This is episode 45. We have about four movies that are hitting theaters this week. So let's let's fly right into it, right? Let's, let's go. Fly by the seat of our pants again. Uh, so this is probably the first 
block or a bigger movie of September. It feels like we've doing been doing smaller movies this yeah. month, but now uh, Anton Fuqua is remaking the classic Magnificent Seven with Denzel and Ethan Hawke in kind of a training day reunion. Check out a clip right here. It's actually a remake of A Bug's Life. Oh, right. If he wants his town, come see me. That's the best. Takes out the horse. I love that so much. Yep. Yeah, right? Some gunfighting. That's right. I mean, is this movie like the greatest? No. I mean, it's flawed. It definitely has its 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 issues and For sure. And, and there's there's definitely its problems. You can pick uh, it apart. Yeah, definitely. And there's I mean, you give it more viewings, you're going to definitely see some 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 uh, some problems, uh, especially the last probably 4 minutes. I would oh say. yeah. It, it yeah. is really bad. But where does this movie succeed? A it's a western. So that's fun. That's yeah. fun. It's always fun to have a good Western. Exactly. B, I mean, it, it's, it's got some really great action pieces to it. And, and C, charm and charisma of the actors involved in this movie. I mean, Denzel, Chris Pratt, but even Ethan going Hawk. beyond that. Yeah, can we wax on about Ethan Hawke for a second? Because this is kind of show now. No, it, I, I know that it's, it's, it's a general thing in Flix Anonymous that we both very, very much dig Ethan, what Ethan Hawke brings to movies. And we always say all the time that he's very underrated as an actor and people like to shit on Ethan Hawke. But really? Yeah. Like, he's so Most much fun. people in this you movie. talk to, I mean, people who the know general a lot about public film, like, yeah, like, like Ethan Hawke. Critics and the higher above don't really like really? Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I, I always feel like Ethan Hawke is like always that you know, scruffy underdog. And the Explorers. Yeah. Oh God. Well, that was a scruffy little child. Yeah. <laughs> that's totally different. That's how far. That's how far Ethan and I go back. Oh wow. Yeah. Like good friends. You guys went to space yeah. camp together. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We no. Built a ship and went to space. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, but this movie succeeds. Uh, like I said, with the charm and charisma of each actor. Ethan Hawke's fantastic. Vincent D'Onofrio, which you see tackle a fucking horse in that one. He's a lot of fun in this one. And Byung uh, Hung Lee, uh, who pe uh, American audiences would know from the G.I. Joe movies, he was Storm Shadow. Well, but for those yeah. that love the love Korean cinema, he was also in The Good, The Bad, and The Weird, which is a Korean Western that is just fucking insane. I love that movie so much. Hmm. Um, he's gonna start to he's gonna turn more heads in this, especially his look that you know that with the the hairpin and yeah. everything. Oh yeah, and the knives. He's and got his moves. Yeah. Asian action star written all over. Oh him. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He almost should have been the ninja assassin instead of that uh, Korean pop star Rain back back in the day. Well, a few years put, ago. Not, well not said. Back in the day. Good idea. 2005, I think, the Ninja yeah. Assassin came out. Um, but I'm always down for more ninja movies. Yeah, exactly. Even the two new guys in this one, uh, Manuel Garcia Rolfo, who plays the uh, the, Me the Mexican, me Mexican member of the gang. And he's actually Mexican. And he's actually Go Mexican. figure. They actually used go. a Mexican guy. And then uh, Martin Sensmeyer, who plays the, uh, the uh, Cherokee character, or Comanche character in yeah. this one, uh, also blooded uh, that's right, Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the, right. I mean, hey, there we go. We're we're using we're using the real ethnic groups to play their ethnicity. Hey. Novel Imagine concept. that. Wow, yeah. right?
But uh, I mean, this movie's fine. It's not going to blow any blow anyone's minds. Uh, it's not going to. It's not the well, best version of Kira Kurosawa's Seven Samurai. See, but it, see, I have such a soft spot, soft spot for uh, <laughs> microphone as well. You have the soft spot for yeah. the microphone. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I have a soft spot for the Seven Samurai. Yeah. So when I watch just like when I get to rewatch the same story again, it's it's fun. I yeah. like that story about. Yeah. You know these seven guys getting together to help a town, right? Yeah, I, I mean it's it's just fun, it's just fun when you get when you get down to it, it's just fun. And uh, soft spots, I have one in my head. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the well, of course, people aren't loving it as much. Uh, a no. lot. It's kind of polarizing right now. It's a sixty-two on Rotten Tomatoes, a fifty-one on Metascore. Um, I'm kind of like a three and a half out of five. I, I I thought it was fun. Yeah, I gave it three out of five. It's it's a good movie. Good popcorn flick. Yeah. You like a good western. You like some guns going bang bang. Yeah. You it like the story. Hours. You like the story that you probably most people have seen probably yeah. a, a bunch of times. It's been made over ten times, including yeah. as Trevor pointed out before. It's a Bug, bug's life. A bug's life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I always love that reference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's okay. No. <laughs> All righty, so let's uh, move into the second wide release this week. Uh, this is one for the kids. Uh, this is from... The Warner Brothers really wants you to know that this is from the studio that did the Lego movie, but don't think that you're going to watch into another Lego movie. This is Storks. Take a look. Excuse me. Orphan Tulip? Junior? You're talking to me? Yes, Orphan Tulip? No, it's just, it's just that you never talk to well, me. Well, yeah, that's changing starting today, Orphan Tulip. Oh, uh, a Tulip is just fine. Orphan hurts my heart. But I have so many questions to ask you. Why don't you come down and we can talk all day? Okay, I will be down, as will my friends. We are going to fly right down. What? No, no, that's a quail, an emu, there's a chicken, they cannot fly. Yeah, until now. She's helping us achieve our dreams. That's right, Double. You know it. It is still a personal victory if you use the bucket. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say. I had fun with this movie. I, I just, it just, it, it's so dumb and it's so insane and off the wall that it just kind of appealed to me. Okay. Uh, Andy Samberg's he's so funny in this in this movie and just the 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 riffing that they do and and they really, um, they really work with two Samberg's uh, voice uh, uh, positives. Like, okay. um, it's, this was also written by Nick Stoller, who is known for doing Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Get Him to the Greek, the Neighbors movies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he also did the Muppets, which, you know, it, so he has frayed into the, the, you know, kids' films before. Uh, but this is his first computer animated movie. Um, I thought it was, it was actually pretty, pretty funny. It's short. It's like an hour and 27 minutes long. Nicely packaged yeah. for kids, man. Exactly. What's it about exactly? Uh, basically, it's about, well, the stork industry. They... They've been known to be the ones to deliver babies. You know, in all right. those stories in nursery rhymes, they deliver the babies. Everybody knows that. But in the new in the new world, they've moved away from that, and now they're delivering packages. They've been kind of bought by a bigger company oh. to to drop off packages and got like, away from the baby. Oh yeah, Amazon thing. Exactly, and through uh, you know a mishap with Tulip and Andy Samberg's character. Um, a baby ends up, the baby factory, which was still there, ends up producing another baby, so they have to get this baby to the to its home. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very straightforward. All right. But, but you know, you're talking about... Total insanity. And there was some Lego stuff? 
Uh, there was some Lego stuff in it. Actually, there's a Lego Ninjago short before uh, the movie starts. Uh, Lego Ninjago will... I, I guess that's going to be the next uh, Lego movie after ba Lego Batman comes out. Okay, yeah. Um, right. it, it was a little short with Jackie Chan's character versus a chicken. I kind of thought it was funny. Right. I, I, I got a kick out of it. It's very physical. Um, and, yeah, it, it's all really playing on that whole, like... Ancient battles between two masters, and right. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, the whole movie just maybe I was just in a really good mood. It was at 10 a.m. on a Saturday, so I don't know giddy. why I would be in a good mood at that point. I was just like, why am I at Metro Town at 10:30? But yeah. no, actually, fun. I had fun with the movie. Good. So uh, I, I'm giving it a three and a half out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two right. movies in a row that are just kind of like yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're okay. Do you they're rather fun. have it? Do you rather? Do you like it? Would you rather you really like a movie or really hate, like really dislike a movie? Because I find it really difficult to talk about a movie that's just sort of, yeah, you know? Um, I think you have more to roll with if you vehemently don't like a movie. Like, yeah. I think... So much better. Like, like so a movie that you were looking forward to a lot and then it just totally dashes your dreams, those are far easy to get yeah. a lot of words out about, especially when you're writing about it. Like... You know, I was really looking forward to Blair Witch, and then it was not good. Yeah. So then you just, you have a lot. You're just basically pulling the threads on that sweater until it's just yarn. Yeah, Blair Witch was a major disappointment. Majorly disappointing. We never got to talk about it, actually, no, you between and I. Us, we, we no, between uh, us, We weren't together last week. No, no, it was, yeah, it was, it turned <laughs> it turned into a solo show that, that, yeah, you can hear the audio for, but, <laughs> yeah, we did not like Blair Witch. No. Okay. It's really funny to go from source to Blair Witch in conversation. Go from what? Storks to Blair Witch. Yeah, I know. Eh? That's, that's really good. All right, yeah. So let's move into our limited. We got two releases this week. Uh, first one, uh, Kate Winslet goes to Australia for a little bit of a 1950s fluff piece. This is The Dressmaker. Take a look. Gertrude Prash. What's the matter with you? I hear the footballers dance is Saturday night. Oh, I like her. I could make you something. A dress can't change anything. Watch and learn, Gerd. Watch and learn. This is a really great scene for her, too. She's very, very attractive. Oh, and of course it gets cut off there. Ah, uh, yes, this is uh, The Dressmaker. It's a very Australian film uh, made by Film Australia. Um, it, it's uh, directed by Jocelyn Morehouse, who hasn't made a, a film in a long time. Uh, she, the, the last major film she made was uh, How to Make an American Quilt with uh, Winona Ryder. Um, but uh, this was written by PJ Hogan. PJ Hogan is, is cherished in Australia. He is, uh, he, the, the last major one that he released was a film called Mental, which is a really good film if you can dig that one up with Tony Collette. But he also made Muriel's Wedding, which is an Academy Award winning film. Um, the Dressmaker appeals to all those sensibilities. So if you loved Mental and you loved Muriel's Wedding and you loved those deeply Australian films, then The Dressmaker is definitely going to be a, a film that, a, that is up your alley. Um, basically, Kate Winslet uh, plays a character who moves home uh, to her small town to take care of her mother yeah. uh, when she falls ill. Uh, but she returns to town as this femme fatale who's like there to exact revenge because she has a very dark past. The town always treated her like shit uh, and basically know. ran her out of town. And uh, 
Oh. I mean, her, Kate, Kate Winslet gets out of the car in the beginning, puts out a cigarette and goes, I'm back, you bastards. Like, that's her first line in the movie. Um, she, nice. Uh, Kate Winslet is Kate Winslet. She is, she is just fantastic to watch on screen. You just... It's just mesmerizing. She's one of those true bona fide actress movie stars. Where total Hollywood. Oh movie my god. Star. Yeah. Oh my. But you, you just you, she exudes so much. Yeah. And, and uh, it's one of those actresses that you're grateful for as soon as she's in the lead in a movie. Absolutely. I and mean, she's one of those actresses uh, that's going to get better with time too, mm -hmm. which is crazy because once she's, she's streeps age and stuff like that, she's oh, going to be. I we hope right. Mm -hmm. I hope she continues on with the craft for a very long time. Yeah. She's she's very very good. Yeah, definitely. Um, it also. Uh, Oz, the the Aussie lead in this this one is uh, Liam Hemsworth. So of course you have one of the Hemsworth as a sex star in this film. Oh. Uh, Hugo Weaving's in this film, who's really good in this movie. Really? Uh, yeah. Nice. I really like Hugo Weaving, and he plays a cross-dressing character. So it's uh, it's kind of like harkens back to his uh, Priscilla, Queen of the Desert character a All bit. Right. Another Auss Aussie. Classic. You really like the Australian. I do. Movies. I do. Um, I'm a big fan of what's called Ausploitation. Um, oh yeah. Um, there's even a documentary about it called Not Quite Hollywood, which I really recommend people check out. Yeah, I've always been, I've always had a, an affinity for Australian films. Hmm. Like, uh, Time, you know, uh, uh, BMX Bandits and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Mad Max, the old, Ma the original Mad Max movies, Road Warrior, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've always kind of been into that kind of shit. And their horror is fantastic. They've always had a really fun horror. Yeah. Um, but this one, uh, it's fun movie, three out of five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Little, I mean, uh, a little less entertaining than Magnificent Seven and Storks. You can extrapolate from that. But uh, it's a 59% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's a 44 on Metascore. So, so far, movies have all just kind of been it's just right in the middle. middle. Kind of middle. Kind of middle. All right, so let's, uh, let's get to the last uh, limited release this week. Uh, this one has uh, Antonio Banderas Ooh. and uh, Rupert Everett in it. This one is called Finding Ultimia. Altamira? Uh, finding Altamira? Spit it or out. just Altamira? Take a look. Gentlemen, it is all ready for you. Will be just a few moments. Our ancestors lived more than 10,000 years ago in the Stone Age or. His dresses must be very era. uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. You want wires and fucking cages and all no, that kind of crap. It's been calculated beyond the doubt. The earth is 18 million years old. You can read it in my life. Calculated, yes. Beyond a doubt. No, senor, for reals. It may be a great deal older. And as to the origin Does the Bible not tell us what to think about creation, Father Thomas? Yes, Doña Elena. God created the world, but biblical time cannot be reckoned like a calendar. Ah, thank you, Father Thomas. Time for some music? Some music. Everything we learn the children is out of date. New discoveries are being made at such a rate. Wise to keep an open mind. An open mind is an empty mind. And to quote Plato, an empty vessel makes the most noise. Who makes the most noise here, sir? Excuse me, what do you say? Dear friends, I hope you indulge your mother for a moment. My daughter, Maria Justina, will play Iradier Zabalera, La Paloma. I just want him to jump out with goddess. <laughs> the guitar case, just pop it up at the air with the big fucking grenade one. Yeah. Don't we all, don't we all want him to go back to Desperado? Desperado. <laughs> yeah, man, I want to see him back with big guns and yeah. shooting people up. Did you get a chance to check this one out? No. This uh, so basic storyline. Uh, Antonio Banderas. Uh, you know, it's it's about eighteen seventy two, I believe. Uh, Antonio Banderas is living in Spain. Uh, discovers a cave uh, on his land, and then once they go within the cave, they see that there's a bunch of paintings right. and everything. 
Um, so then uh, he points it out to, you know, to, to other artists and everything to, to, you know, for authenticity and everything and the Catholic Church and, you know, both the artist community and the Catholic, the Catholic Church end up uh, condemning him and basically calling him a liar and just smearing his name over it, saying that it's not, it's not, it, it, he forged it and stuff like that, that he painted it all himself and stuff. So that's based, that's what the premise of the movie is about. And now mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about why this, why this movie is completely wrong. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, so it's directed by Hugh Hudson, who did, this last major movie was 15 years ago, I believe it was I, I Dream of Africa. He also did Chariots of Fire. Like, dun, 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 Yep, classic dun, dun, dun. scene. Yeah. Classic so, song. I mean, he did, he, he's, you know, classic filmmaker. He's now in his 80s. It shows that he's in his 80s. Mm. I mean, Clint Eastwood has far more command in Sully than this guy has in this movie. This movie comes off very much as like a TV movie. Antonio has, you know, the gravitas needed. Um, all the other actors are very wooden, very rehearsed feeling. That, that's and what I was going to say. It sounded like that clip was just like a stage play. That's exactly it. And uh, the head of the church, the, the, the kind of the representative of the church is Rupert Everett's character that comes off as this like, this real black hat like villain. Like, yeah. oh, really? and you're just like, are you fucking serious? And then you read deeper into the history. The Catholic church never condemned this guy. He never smeared this guy. This is so loosely not a true story at all. They're just making shit up to sell a movie. It, it, I, once I found that out after watching it, I'm like, none of that wah, stuff happened? Wah, wah. Are you fucking serious? None of that happened? Fail, Hugh Hudson. Fail. Yeah. I give this one a one out of five. Mm. You just wasted my time entirely. Uh, the Rotten Tomatoes had the, the scores haven't been tabulated. It's at eighty percent. The meta score is at a sixty. This movie does not work for me at all. See, at, at least all. you you feel better about talking a movie about a movie like that than mm -hmm. one that was just kind of yeah yeah exactly yeah. I have more to say about it. Mm -hmm. I have more venom to say. Maybe if venom works. Maybe it works. Let the hate flow through you. Exactly. Well, do you want to bleed off some of this hate? Yeah. Bleed off. Let's bleed let's, off. Let's bleed off some of this hate. And let's get into some Netflix and VOD recommendations. All right, and uh, before we get into what our recommendations are, uh, I believe that there's gonna be some people that are gonna go into uh, you know, Walmart or, or any store that sells Blu-rays or go on their VOD and see new movies pop up there. And they're gonna see The Free State of Jones on there. That's the new Matthew McConaughey uh, Civil right. War movie. All right, all right, all right. You see Matt no, McConaughey, you want to rent it. Yeah, you do. It's not. It's not all right. No? You're going to enjoy it for probably for the first half an hour of the Civil War stuff. It's Matthew McConaughey with a gun, man. Come on. And then he all of a sudden loses his gun and it gets real, just real speechy. Real so boring. Many, so many speeches. So many, like, God gives you the right for freedom. And it's just, yeah, it's just boring. Um, Something about those the, high school girls. No, that, that, he doesn't actually say that in the movie. It's, he should it's, say that in all he his say movies. Say that in all his movies. Yeah, he didn't say it in Dallas Buyers Club, and he won an Academy Award. What's up with that? Um, the doc, uh, there's a documentary on it about uh, the real uh, events, which is you know far more interesting as uh, from a, histo a history channel uh, standpoint, uh, much more interesting than the movie I found. Oh, okay. Um, Good to know. But watching it, watching it again on Blu-ray, like it, it looks nice because that crisp Blu-ray HD looks really nice. But the it substance is. behind it isn't there. 
So you don't get just, sucked into yeah. the McConaughey in this nope. one. Just just, skip just don't it. get sucked into it. Yeah, yeah just skip it. Um, this there's a new uh, show that is now on uh, Netflix. Now it's already aired on on Fox last year, but now they're starting their second season. So you can get caught up with season one and plow through season two now of uh, a show that I think is hysterically funny and playing on really great horror tropes. This is Scream Queens. Take a look. Nice. This show right. makes me laugh. 210 degree Trent to five shot, no foam, pumpkin spice, half calf, no foam latte for Chanel. Thank you, coffee donkey. <gasps> you burned the milk. Learn to make a pumpkin spice latte, you psychopath. Next time I get you fired or worse. Other barista. Uh-oh. Welcome to the grind. How may I help you? Pumpkin spice latte, please. I want it freezing, though. <laughs> Actually, I just want a regular coffee. Those white girl pumpkin spice lattes annoy me. I'm in love. <laughs> Name? Senorita Awesome. You got it. Senorita Awesome. Look, uh, sorry about that girl who went all latte psycho on me. Her name's Chanel. She's president of the Kappa House, and she thinks that means her poop smells like ginger beer. So this is okay. uh, this is uh, from uh, Ryan Murphy, and Ryan Murphy is like the EP TV uh, executive producer of television extraordinary right now. The guys who've got hits coming like crazy. Nip Tuck was the first one, and then Glee, and then American Horror Story, and then Screen Queens. Uh, oh, and now American Crime Story as well. The O.J. Simpson one that was his as well. But now wow. uh, Man, he's on fire. He is on fire. On he is fuego. on fire. Yeah. And Scream Queens, the script is hilarious. Emma Roberts is amazing in this show. Uh, but the scene stealer is uh, Glenn Powell. And Glenn Powell's actually in uh, uh, Everybody Wants Some. He's uh, Finnegan. He's the one with the average cock. Right. Tell him about your average cock. Yeah. Glenn Powell. He plays, uh, Chad, I think it's Chad Chadwell in this one, who's just basically the sorority bro, like the leader bro, and he is fucking fantastic in this show. Oh, really? He is worth watching the show alone. Like, there's, because uh, there's basically, there's uh, the, demon, the demon killer who's going around, a slash, basically a slasher costume, and he's going around killing everybody on campus, um, including people on, uh, including the people in the sororities and, and uh, the fraternities. And I mean, there's crazy shit. There's a crazy, where there's a scene where the killer is chasing this guy, the, the whole fraternity down the street with a chainsaw, cuts off one guy's arm, and then the guy turns around to defend himself with his other arm, cuts his other arm off. So the next two episodes, the guy is armless. Mm -hmm. They repair, like they sewed him up and he's armless. And then they're running away from the killer again, and they all run up a ladder, and he can't get up the ladder because he doesn't have arms. And they're like, oh no, our friend's going to die. We can only do him the honor of watching him die. <laughs> it's just wow. ridiculous. It's ridiculous shit. Like, okay. it, 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 know, it knows, it, it's always nodding to how ridiculous it knows it is. So it's comedy, it's horror. Satire. It's everything. Uh, Scream Queens is an unconventional hit, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you heard it there from Steve. Yeah. Interesting, because you went to horror. I'm going to horror now. Yeah. Although yours is sort of like light fare. Doing the comedy. Yeah. Yeah, the comedy. yeah. I'm going a little bit darker. I'm going to The Conjuring Two, um, directed by James Wan, who mm. gave us certain films. <laughs> certain films. Saw, baby. Yes. And yeah. uh, Insidious. Yeah. But yeah, but I wasn't a fan of the uh, the Fast and the Furious and 
Yeah, well, he just did the one. He just yeah. did the more recent one. Yeah, we so. won't talk about that movie. Yeah, we won't. Um, so Conjuring 2 stars Vera Farmiga, Patrick Wilson, and uh, it follows, again, if the Warrens. Um, Lorraine and Ed Warren, who were in the first film, and uh, in the second film, they're, they're told to go to London to help this uh, mother who's raising four children on her own and in their house is haunted. And so the Warrens go to London. We got a clip right here. Yeah, these scenes in the bedroom were kind of creepy. Mm -hmm. It's because he's got subtlety, right? That's what I really dig about his 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 horror. Mm -hmm. Is it's all just about little, just like little movements before big reveals. Yeah, I love his stuff. I just wasn't a fan of Furious. Um, no, no. But he, he did do a pretty killer action movie, though, way back in the day. Yeah, so that movie is just absolutely, like, that movie freaked me right out. And I love really good horror. Mm -hmm. And uh, when it's done well. Mm -hmm. And Conjuring 2 was done well. It's uh, it's on VOD right now. And as I said, it's it's about uh, Lorraine and Ed Warren, they're real people. It's mm -hmm. basically based on a, you know, a true story. They, she, they will go to London to help this family. This girl's being terrorized in their house. It's haunted, and so the Warrens are there to investigate. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's some interesting little twists as well, and um, it, a lot of tension. Nice. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, and, and just really, really creepy. It had me hooked from the very beginning and I, I, all the way to the end. I was always wanting to know what it, what it was, what was haunting them. Mm -hmm. And the story kind of unravels as the movie plays out. Nice. And, um, yeah, really creepy. I watched it on my own at nighttime and, you know, when you, <laughs> when you, when you feel like you're like, oh, maybe, after the movie's over, when you feel like, you know, maybe I shouldn't go to sleep right now. <laughs> maybe I should just watch some Family Guy for yeah. about 15, 20 Let's minutes. cleanse that palate. Yeah, yeah. Let's get those thoughts out of the head <laughs> nice. now. And then, yeah, enjoyed it. It's on VOD. Highly recommend it. Uh, it's one of my favorite horrors of the year, actually. Beautiful. Beautiful. All righty. So now let's, uh, let's get some uh, news to the masses. Hello. And welcome back to another exciting news flash from Flex. All right, so TIFF is now in the books for 2016. It's over. There was a lot of big premieres there. There was a lot of a lot of buzz about smaller films. Uh, hmm. The Free Fire. I don't know if you heard about Free Fire, the no. 70s action flick with uh, Brie Larson and Killian Murphy and Charlotte Copley. Apparently, it's going to be awesome. Really waiting for this one. But the Audience Award is usually goes to a film that goes on to be very heavy in the Oscar race. And the one this year was La La Land, the new film from Damien Chazelle, who did Whiplash, right. and starring Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone. And this film uh, is just Solid. getting raved about. Uh, apparently in the middle of uh, this press conference for Sully, um, Tom Hanks like interrupted and be like, no, I gotta talk about this La La Land because it's incredible. 
and he just praised it for like ten minutes. So I this is the this is going to be the That's movie nice. to see. Yes, is from what I've heard. For good things, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've seen there's te- there's a couple teasers out for it. It looks gorgeous. I'm not a musical guy, but I'm sold on it. You're not a musical crazy. guy, eh? Not really, no. No, I'm not oh. a musical guy. We were talking earlier in the car about being Shakespeare guys. Yeah, well, Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare that's done well. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm not a musical guy. Like, it, it, it takes a real good one to sell Were you a Moulin Rouge guy? No. No? No. Greece? No. Chicago? No. <laughs> no, I did not like How Chicago. How not like Chicago? I did not like Chicago at all. Chicago robbed the Oscars that year. Yeah. I don't even know who you are anymore. We'll but you're true. It's right. I guess yeah. you don't like you don't like musicals. Yeah. So I'm not not a big musical fan. Don't hold it against me. It's just the way it is. It's okay. Sometimes sometimes we can't love them all. Nope. But La La Land, December 9th, we'll get our final verdict. Really, of if this movie is going to be the best picture next year. Yeah. Okay. Just be prepared. There's going to be singing. Yeah. No, I I'm prepared. I'm prepared. They're singing in the trailer. I'm prepared. <laughs> All right, so we talked, said a little, a little piece about uh, Blair Witch earlier, how we didn't like it, and the film, well, it flopped. It made uh, just over nine million dollars, and uh, it was projected to make at least fifteen. So it flopped in, in the opinion of of those who put it out, right? Um, but now they're saying uh, is you know because it flops, is the found footage horror over? Well, some people like, from what I heard, there's like people who are writing like horror's dead. Like, it's been because, said many times. Oh yeah, it's just kind of funny because horrors actually had a pretty good year this year. Didn't Don't Breathe just get knocked out of number one spot by Sully? Like, didn't it have like three, four weeks? Yeah, but it made a ton of money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and, for, and, and, and they're made for cheap too. And we were just talking about The Conjuring too. I mean, uh, you know, it, the last you know in the last couple of years, we've, there's actually been some great horror films. That there have come has out. been some really good ones. You just have to know where to look. I mean, not all of them. I mean, like any genre. Not every film is going to be amazing. No. You know what I mean? There's no. some really shitty rom-coms out there. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. that rom-com is dead. Nope. Because we no. saw a great, you know, Brid- the new Bridget Jones film. Which failed as well, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I'm just saying good yeah. quality, you yeah. know, rom-com. But, yeah. you know, th- th- some just aren't that good. Some movies just aren't that good. And Blair Witch just wasn't that good of a movie. It doesn't mean the entire genre is dead. Yeah. And, and I get understand the found footage thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. I think that it got ruined with the, after the first Blair Witch movie, to be honest, yeah. because yeah. people wanted some realism. It was the beginning of sort of the reality television fad as well. well and if done right, I well, mean, there, right are, fat, but... there are, you know, diamonds in the rough, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if done well, you know, you can make an enjoyable film out of found footage. It's, it's happened many times before. Yeah, you got to so... make it, as, it look real as possible. What I didn't like about Blair Witch is that, I mean, they were using all these different camera angles. Mm-hmm. And it kind of took away from the magic of the first one that yeah. I liked, where you just had these little handheld can- yeah. VHS. Three. There's just three cameras yeah. in the first one. Yeah. And, you know, you were along for the ride. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it yeah. felt like found footage. This new Blair Witch movie doesn't feel like found footage. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not s- scary or creepy. It spends no. 60 minutes of buildup to give you 20 minutes of... Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, anytime I see uh, a... A headline that says, is horror dead or is fan footage horror over? Do you know what you look like to me? You look like a doomsayer holding that picket sign saying the end is nigh and you just look crazy. So. Yeah. Well, anybody knows horror's not dead. Yeah, exactly. So why even fucking put that article out? Come on. <coughs> anyway, the last article today, we were just talking about, uh, you know, adult cartoons and everything uh, before going on here, air here. 
And uh, one of them we remember is the HBO uh, Todd McFarlane Spawn. Yeah. Yeah, like little episodic things. Uh, definitely way over our heads. When Late came night out. television, I watched that. Yeah, Late I, night television when I was a kid. Yeah, and I, I love that stuff. Uh, I was I was pretty young when the the live action movie came out. I love the soundtrack to death. It's a really neat hybrid soundtrack. If you've ever heard it before, it's very cool. Um, the movie was okay. Um, but now Todd McFarlane says an R-rated Spawn is coming. Uh, is that but because Deadpool came out and was successful? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, know. he's been talking about that for yeah. a while now. But maybe, like, and I, I, he's always been talking about it being rated R as well. So maybe mm-hmm. it's just a, a real nice boot in the ass that Deadpool came out and did so well. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would like to see Spawn again. I think Spawn's a, a very interesting... I think there's a place for Spawn. Yeah, it's a very interesting... It's a very anti-hero type of uh, type of superhero character, uh, much in the same vein that Deadpool works, but in a very, very different sort of way, de- dealing with heaven and hell and all that kind of stuff. And I think they could do uh, some, some neat stuff with it. I mean, they tried to do some neat stuff with that uh, live-action Spawn before, but, of course, the limitations of the time. Yes, exactly. Right? So what could they do now? Who knows? I think it'd be it'd be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm totally game. Uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, it's time to become time for that name to be relevant than more than just your awesome uh, sideshow collectibles. What would you? Who would you cast? I'm put you on the spot. Who would you cast as Spawn? Um, I'm totally putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are a bit putting you are a bit putting me on the spot. Everyone goes to Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, you want to because the original the Spawn in the live action was Michael J. White. That's right. So you want a big, you want a bigger, muscular black dude. Yeah. Because all right, well, there's a few out there. There are a few out there, like Tyrese, but you want a better actor than Tyrese. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tyrese. You just right to Tyrese. Yeah, didn't I know, you? right? Yeah. I don't even want you to be Green Lantern, Tyrese. That's how much I don't want you in the movies. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Uh, Off the rails. <laughs> Maybe cut that. But that's our news this week for the last time. Oh. Rest in peace, news. Went Rest out, in peace. One out on a high. Well, let's go out on a high. Let's go for our stoner picks, everybody. Mm-hmm. So, I'm picking a sequel this time that I hated the first movie. Hated it. Hated it. Like, so much so that I would pause the movie during it playing the first time I watched it just to, just, just to stretch it because I was just angry angry like hypertension angry well i don't like it when you get like that oh you get so like hypertension- that you get yeah. like that like, he gets like that like yeah, for movies like that yeah, really yeah. i gotta off. get out of here i gotta go i gotta go to the lobby i gotta just just do something you yeah. know what i mean just do something else and that movie was teenage mutant ninja turtles the michael bay produced one well they released ninja, uh, teenage mutant ninja turtles out of the shadows in theaters um and now it's on blu-ray and i actually had fun with this movie not for any of the human element involved Stephen Amell's not good. uh, Megan Fox is just as terrible as she's always been. Um, But the Turtles, they redesigned, they they did a cleanup on the redesign and they look fantastic. And Bebop and Rocksteady look fucking great. Uh, Here's a scene right here. Nostalgic, eh? And even Shredder looks kind of cool. It needs to be synthesized, which is where you come in. This is gonna be good! <laughs> yeah, here they come. 
sorcerous. And you're a... Uh, I don't know what you are. <laughs> let me look, let me look, let me look. I'm a... Oh, I'm a little piggy. I like it! Me too. Yeah. So, I mean... Sometimes Definitely the stoner a pick is just you smoke a joint, you lay on your couch, and you just watch a fucking action movie. And this is exactly it. I do that almost every yeah. other night. This is exactly it. So I, I mean, it'll clean, it'll just clean all that first movie out of you. You, you'll, you'll feel much better ignoring its existence. <laughs> Uh, and and going into this one, it's kind of like like a, like almost like a reboot. I mean, they have they have the turtle fan in the very beginning shooting out the manhole covers. And nice. Stuff. And I had that fucking toy. Of course you did. Right. Yeah. So that like that. See, cool. you're a big turtle geek, aren't you? Yeah. You, you probably. Yeah, and I just want to see it done right. I don't want to see it done to just be corporate shills. And that's what I very much felt that first movie was. It was just very, like we're gonna take it in a new direction. Like they were almost aliens. My first movie. They were gonna call. It, they were gonna say that they're not mutated from ooze. That they were aliens. Like they were circling so yeah. many, so many weird things in that first movie that I don't know what the fuck they were doing. But the cartoon wasn't anything like the graphic novels, though. No, no. I, right. The so they've always kind of. Some people thought they sold out when they became toys yeah. and. Yeah. Know, the cartoon. I was too show. young at that point to to really be like you sold out. Because if you if you read like early like really the black early, and white ones. Yeah. It's violent as shit. Yeah, yeah. It's Kevin totally Eastman, uh, Kevin Eastman, and and uh, Peter Laird. Yeah, they're yeah. they're a little bit violent when they when they came when they, they did. did that shit. But uh, Out of the Shadows is now on Blu-ray. It's now on uh, VOD. Uh, if you want just some fun, uh, just smoke a joint and kill an hour and forty-five minutes. Why not? I used to dig the video game. Yeah, the video game is fun. The side scroller. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. What am I bringing I'm to the fray? Um, <laughs> So I went to Netflix, and well, Jen and Sylvia Soska, has been, you know, they've hung out here before with us and, mm -hmm. and, and friends, and uh, they're from Vancouver, and they have a game show um, called Elevator, uh, where they get three or four different contestants. They come into this, like, haunted warehouse, and these contestants basically have to go through a bunch of different challenges, and if they can get through the three different levels of horror, uh, they can win money. Like ten grand or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a you know decent chunk of money for, for you know there's a team of like three or four uh, people and uh, they got to get through the challenges. We got a clip here of uh, Elevator. You can it's on Netflix right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't be scared, I'm in an elevator. Don't be scared, I'm in an elevator. That was a, that's gotta be a coach line a little bit. <laughs> well, it, it, what's, what's crazy is they get these people who have like these phobias and these deep fears of things. They, they get people who get afraid really easily. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, they send one off and they have to go and you know, do a challenge and while well, the other three watch in the back room and they have a time limit and they have to get this done in a certain amount of time. Meanwhile, they're doing things that they're super uncomfortable doing, and mm -hmm. things are popping out out of the dark, and it's it's creepy if you've got you know if you're you know scared easy. Yeah. But it's fun watching these people who scare easily try to do these challenges and try to you know get through the different levels. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's um, again the Soskas, Twisted Twins. They uh, they're behind it and they're local, and you want to support the the you know 
Yeah, definitely. The local directors. And yeah, you can check it out on Netflix. I highly recommend Smoking the Nights Indica. Yeah. Yeah. And, actually, uh, it's funny because I, uh, I, I found one called Frosted Freak. <laughs> I got it at uh, a dispensary up the street, actually, mm-hmm. and uh, really enjoyed it. It's like an, it's almost, they say it's a hybrid, but it's, I, I'd say it's more of an indica. Okay. It's okay. really good couch lock. Nice. Really good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's like a, it's, I don't know. It, it definitely relaxes my muscles. I, I find that, like, some hybrids, I just don't do it for me. I like a nice yeah. indica, especially late at night. Oh, so, definitely. So, if you're watching a game show like that, yeah, you want a total couch lock. And uh, season two is coming in October. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, it's, it's on the like Game Show Network. Game Show Network. It's yeah. kind of a cool show and such a great idea. And it it it, it, it can see this kind of format evolving, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind mm-hmm. of a blend of reality television with you know fear factor in some ways yeah. as well. You yeah, know what definitely. I, mean? yeah. I know that some people don't want to compare it to that, but. Uh, it's kind of cool within the horror genre. You've never seen something like that no, before. So. Definitely it. Oh, boy. So uh, now it's time to put uh, this format to bed. Oh. Uh, to, to sleep for, its, for, its, uh, for, the last, for the last time, really. Um, yeah, it's been fun doing it, it this way. Yeah, it but it just, it just doesn't translate well. You and I are going to do a podcast still. Yes, uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a couch lock podcast that is coming soon speaking of coach lock yes yeah uh so uh look out to that we're getting we're going to uh do something extra as well uh as well as all the videos that we're going to be putting out uh week to week of reviews and everything but we're going to do more of a free forum uh original podcast going back to just being a couple of dudes sitting around a microphone and doing an audio podcast with guests here and there uh, there's a lot of people that we're excited to bring on the show that are excited about doing the show so uh Definitely keep an eye out for all of that. Uh, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, I am at the Steeple Dead. Yeah, I'm at Trev Duick on Twitter. Follow uh, me and follow us. But follow us on Flix Anonymous, too, because yes, a lot definitely. of cool things going on. So follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And we kind of try to make Flix Anonymous, at least our goal is to make Flix Anonymous sort of encompassing a lot of different things and a lot, every, you know, a lot of people who just like movies, right? Yeah, exactly. Where everyone's part of it. Yes. So. But uh, we're going to be, uh, uh, you know, YouTube and Radio Silent uh, for for a few weeks uh, while we get this new format figured out. But within that week, if you're in Vancouver and you're going to the Vancouver International Film Festival, you're going to see this face there because I'm going to be covering a shitload of movies there this year. So I'm very, very excited about all of that. Vip yeah, you, like, you go a little bit crazy. You yeah, I'm overboard. kind of like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, like this he goes is, nutty. This is really it for me. So if you want to hook up and smoke a joint or something like during the festival, let's do it, everybody. Let's do it. But thank you, everybody, for uh, watching, watching and listening to uh, all 45 of our episodes. Uh, we we are very grateful to you. We're very grateful to our, our audience and, and people to give us feedback and everything all the time. And we'll see you with the brand new incarnation of. Flix Anonymous in a few weeks. Thank you everybody so much and we'll see you next time. Kind of like Nirvana, we could just like start trashing the set. Hey you crazy cinephiles, thanks for listening to Flix Anonymous. We can be heard weekly on VanCityBuzz.com and LeagueOfManChildren.com. Feel free to send us nasty and abusive social media messages on Twitter at FlixAnon. If you need more characters to tell us how much we suck, you can find Flix Anonymous on Facebook. Until next week, may your weed be sticky and your scotch be hoppy.